Hey, 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 beings. You are listening to the Self-Tivity Podcast. I am your host, Danny, your self-investment storyteller. Today's episode features a special guest who will be a valuable participant in our Being to Being Self-Tivity segments. The Being to Being segments are a fun way to connect with beings who are open-minded, enjoys thought-provoking questions, and perspective-shifting concepts. I also invite entrepreneurs and business owners who have a thought, product, or service that contributes to our self-investment journey in the areas of personal growth, mindset, well-being, entrepreneurship, and or financial empowerment. Guests will participate in our Being to Being activities bi-weekly, so be sure to follow so you don't miss out on all the fun. Let's find out who's on today and what self activity experience they will present to us. Are you ready? I am. Hey, hey, beings, you are listening to the self Tivity Podcast. Thank you for being here, beings. Today, I have a special episode, and I'm so, so excited about this episode because it's all about CMOS, and I have a special guest who's going to give us the rundown, the spill, all of the good stuff that we need to know about CMOS and its benefits. So today's guest is Gwendetta Jones. She is the founder and CEO of Ashaki International LLC, which is a hair, skin, and body detox company. Gwendetta's expertise is evident in her evolution from licensed hairstylist to a licensed natural hair care specialist to a salon owner and contributing education provider for licensed hairstylists. Her greatest accomplishments has been defeating breast cancer, which became her driving force behind Shaki by by Nature Detox Products. Gwendetta holds a MED, did I say that right? Is it called an MED? Gwendetta or Masters of Education, correct. Masters of Education. Okay. So Gwendetta Jones holds a Masters of Education from Grand Canyon University and a bachelor's from Thomas Edison State University. She is married to Daryl Jones. Daryl Jones. She is married to Daryl Jones. Gwendetta, how are you today? Yes. I'm doing great and it's an honor to be on your show. I want to say thank you for inviting us and I'm looking forward to this interview. Perfect. So Gwendetta, um, I just gave a a pocket version of who you are, but I would love for you to share your story. Who is Gwendetta and how would you share yourself with people? Um, I would say that Gwendetta is a very strong-willed person. I have been doing multiple things. I started in hair care. And um, how I started in hair care was I moved to D.C. This is in eighth, And I went to the hairstyles and I paid $185 to get my hair done. And at that time, I was thinking about going back to UDC. And um, I went and I said, no, I'm in the wrong field. I just paid $185. I need to be in this field. So I, I, I've been in the hair care industry for 20-something years. And at the end of the, my realm of uh, being in the salon atmosphere, I decided I wanted to go back and get my master's degree. And in doing that, that same day, the same day that I was accepted, to the master's program at Grand Canyon University, I got a call from my doctor and the doctor told me that I had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So at that point I was crying and uh, the rep had come in and he said, he was the sweetest young man. He said, Ms. Jones, I want to tell you, share this with you. My mother had breast cancer and she survived. And I believe that she would survive. And at that point I said to myself, I'm going to fight it. But not only am I going to fight it, I'm going to fight it while I pursue my master's degree. And that's what I did the whole time through the first surgery all the way to the last. I was doing my master's degree and doing work 
And it's the greatest thing that I could have ever done for myself because it pushed me. So after being diagnosed with cancer, I had to think, what can I do to make things better for other people? How can we try to prevent so many African-Americans from having cancer? And I started doing research. And that's when I started getting into the different types of oils and different types of soaps. And finally, the big one was CMOS. And I had heard Dr. Stevie, who is now deceased, may he rest in peace. And he talked a lot about alkalinity in the body and how, and CMOS was one of his major focal points. So I honed in on CMOS because depending on who you talk to, CMOS has anywhere from, they say, 93, 92 to 93 of the trace elements that the body needs in order to process out toxins in the body. Now, we all know that disease starts within the digestive tract. So what CMOS does is it goes in, straightens out the bad bacteria to get it out of the digestive, out of the stomach, the upper and the lower intestines, and it pushes those toxins out. But not only does it do that, these trace elements, they're 103 to 108, that's depending on who you're talking to as well. It replaces 93 of the 103 to 108 trace elements. That's what the body is missing. And People will take vitamins and different uh, supplements. CMOS has the majority of it in there. The only drawback with CMOS is if a person is on blood thinners, they should not take it because CMOS goes in and it cleanses the blood. It works for colons. It cleanses that colon out. It's good for inflammation. It expels the inflammation in the body. It removes the mucus from the body. It helps you to fight cancer. Mm. And that's when I really hold in on it because I'm a survivor. My mother is a survivor. And my husband is a survivor. Wow. So my main thing is I want African-Americans to know that there are medicines that are put, the medicines that they put, the big farmer puts out on the market. They are derivatives of natural plants. I want African-Americans and people of color to start doing their research because these medications that they are making are causing side effects. And when they put you on multiple medications, they counter-react. And sometimes instead of making you healthier, it makes it worse. Hmm. So in bringing in the CMOS, we want African-Americans to know that during this COVID season, I have had three family members who caught COVID. Mm. So we gave them the CMOS. Their symptoms went away within one to two days. Wow. So it broke it down to like a common cold type of thing. But we can combat some of the onslaught of these new diseases that are coming up just by doing our research, looking up the different plants and applying that knowledge to take care of ourselves. And um, with CMOS, we have had people who have had MS, lupus, and these people were having the 
uh, what do they call it? They go into crisis. Mm -hmm. So we met them at a time when they were in crisis and they utilized the CMUT Moss products that we have and they felt better. They were able to get out of bed. One of our lupus patients, she couldn't even get out of the bed. She couldn't walk because mm -hmm. her body was just she was having that crisis. She took that seam moss and she called me and she said, thank you so much. She said, because I feel so much better. I'm able to get out of the bed and, and communicate and do things with my children that I wasn't able to do. We had a uh, MS patient who was down a little bit. They went into crisis and I said, take this seam moss and they took it and they thanked me because you got to be active when you have MS. They, the most doctors recommend that you use some form of exercise where this particular individual was running. They would do miles a day. Well, when they were sick, they couldn't get up. So they're able to, they were able to, and still to this day, are able to keep their regimen for exercise and help their body even better by using the sea moss, the exercise, and some of the other remedies that they are taking. It balances them out. So, if I understand yeah. correctly, did the C did the C moss help heal your cancer and your mother's cancer, your husband's cancer? Did you guys get off? Well, health? the truth the truth of the matter is is that no, it didn't heal it. I had um, not come across C moss until after I had contacted come at, had been diagnosed with cancer. Okay. What it has done is you have levels a PSA level. And that tells you how much cancer you have in your body. The primary example, example I would give for this would be my husband had kidney cancer and colon cancer. So his PSA level when he finished his chemotherapy was at a, I would say it was about a four. Four. That's what it was. And he started taking the CMOS and he's been going back to his physician specialist. And it's down to a 1.2. Mm. The doctor said, because not a lot of people have that success. So he told him, whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Mm. And so he takes the CMOS. I take the CMOS. We're doing okay. We're doing, you know, we are going past the odds of what most people would say because cancer has changed. The studies of cancer has changed over the years. And now there's a pill, one pill you can take from what I understand. If you have cancer, they could help there. But we stand strong in taking our CMOS because it don't, not only helps with cancer, it, high blood pressure, diabetes. My mother had high blood pressure and diabetes. She goes to the doctor now. And he tells her he's amazed. And she's 70 years old. Yeah. What is the rest of your diet? Her blood pressure. My diet, mm -hmm. I eat, I love chicken. I like <laughs> seafood. Mm -hmm. I don't deal with, re with uh, red meats too much because the body takes too much time to process, process it. But until I need that protein from red meat, so I might have going spurt for maybe three days or four days I might eat red meat out of my but I keep my vegetables because my grandmother and mother taught us 
always have vegetables with your meal. So mm -hmm. I try to make sure I keep vegetables in. And I just, I don't exercise a lot. I, I, I had a dog and I would walk him three times a day and we would go on 30 to hour, an hour minute walks. That helped. But I, I try to do meditation and that's just listening to the different megahertz of music because music is can heal. And I just try to pray to my creator and keep myself in a sound state of mind. Yeah. And without stress, stress is a, a, an extreme factor. I try to keep my stress level low and stay positive. Yeah. So when it comes to CMOS, I've heard a lot about CMOS. I think for a couple of years now, people have really edified CMOS, but there's also some things that people are concerned about CMOS. Are there any misconceptions that you would like to share with people about CMOS? I think the major misconception, because people have tried it from people who were learning the process, mm -hmm. is that CMOS tastes bad. And yeah. I beg to defer because we pro the way we process ours, we infuse it to make it more delectable. So when people taste ours, we'll have, like, when we go out to different exhibits and shows and stuff, we'll offer free samples. So people will walk by and say, no, that's bad. I had CMOS and it tasted bad. So I say, well, you haven't tasted ours. Yeah. And they taste it and they're like, wow, it does taste good. But I want African-Americans, what I really want them to know is you can eat the plant. You have to soak it with lemon. Well, you don't have to. We do that because we want to take the ocean taste out. Yeah. But the high end, the people with the money, they go to the expensive restaurant and they get about this much of sea moss on their salad. How, how much? Because sea moss is, I would say, anywhere from an inch, two inches, three inches okay. on the top of the salad. That one little sprout can add all the nutrients, give them the vitamins that they need. So I want to African-Americans to know that can eat it without it having to be processed and infused with different things. So we came up with our teas and lemonades. And in the lemonades, we put the actual pre-soaked sea moss in it. Because we want, for one, we want them to be able to identify what it looks like. So they know when they come in contact, oh yeah, this is sea moss. Yeah. They can say that they soundly know. And another thing, we want them to know it doesn't have to be processed. We want you to be healthy. That's our main goal. And we want to educate everyone to make better choices and to add and implement different types of variations of fruits, vegetables, which in all actuality, sea moss is grown on the rocks of oceans. So it's coming straight from the source. I call it God's plant because it's only, it can only be created by God. Mm. We can't go and, but they do do it. And you see when sea moss first started, it was sold initially. People were getting it wet. It was coming in wet from the island. Okay. Well, that wasn't the healthiest way to get it. They had to learn that the process is to dry it out and ship. You don't ship wet or buy 
wet sea moss. They were buying an exit. I, I never bought that. I went straight to the best source, and that was what Dr. Savy taught us. Golden, small, not the big ones that they grow in the pool. They're bulky. We went for the small ones, and when we soak them, it expands. How does someone know they're buying it, buying the proper source of sea moss? Like, if they're if they're going online or anything, like, what is the things they need to look out for to know that they have the best source of sea moss? I would, to be truthfully honest with you, you have to know that when you look at the bud of the sea moss, you will see that it's tiny. It's very, very small. If you get sea moss and the branch, the branches are big, that's not good sea moss. Mm. It should be small once it's dried because it dries all the way down. The size of the sea moss matters. People don't think it does. When it's dried, that size tells you a lot. It tells you a whole lot. You would be, you know, surprised how much it tells you. So I had to learn and I had to, I looked, I researched. Mm -hmm. I looked and I read and I listened to Dr. Sabi and he has a lot of information on it. And that's who taught me the most about it, to be truthfully with you, to be truthful. Yes. When you say we don't have to process it, are you saying like in its raw form, we don't have to blend it in order to eat it? You're saying that we can eat it straight with the texture that it has? That's right. So how how does that's right swallow and everything isn't it kind of like hard like plastic or does it taste good that way? No, it's not like plastic because actually it mushes up once you soak it. Mm-hmm. It's easier to break it off when you chew it. It has the consistency of perhaps what I would say is mashed potatoes after the mashed potatoes have been processed. Okay, and so but how are you supposed to soak before you can eat it? You should soak it anywhere from six to eight hours. Some people say twenty-four hours. Okay, but you should add water. I I use spring water, and I use lemon. I cut the lemon into wedges and I squeeze it into the water, and then I put the whole lemon in. Okay, should it? And I let it sit overnight. You cover it and you put it in the refrigerator if it's hot in the room. You put it in the refrigerator. Up the next morning, and I'll pull it off and eat it because I love it that much. But I'm going to show you how small it actually is. I'm not sure if you can see this, but this is how small it is, and this is dry. Mm-hmm. Always look for what's small. You want the small. See how small that is? It's very small. That's quality, and it's golden. Mm. And that's what we use to process all our semen spots. So after you soak it for six to eight hours um, and you have it used, how long does it last from that point mm-hmm. on? Like how long do you have up until it expires? Well, once you soak it, you can immediately put it in the re- uh, freezer and refreeze it. It'll hold for a year to a year and a half as long as the bag is not or whatever you put it in. And not compromise, punctured or anything, it'll hold for a year and a half. So what's, what's is there a certain yep, it will. package that you should use? Like, even when you're soaking it, should it be in a certain container or anything like that? Or can you use whatever you have? Or what's the protocol? Well, I use glass. Okay. And, and, that, and I, I use glass just because it, it, in case you're using the plastic that's not, what is it, not environmentally uh, safe. 
glass is always safe unless you get it from China and it has too much head in it. But I use a glass bowl. So some people are are nervous about sea moss. They say there's certain um, qualities that could be harmful. Can you can you walk through that? Okay. Some people say that there are qualities that are bad. And overabuse of sea moss can cause the intestines to collapse. That's depending on whether or not certain people have different issues that they deal with dealing with the colon. But for the most part, I find it strange because you know that the fruit roll-ups that they give the kids has carrageenan in it. And they're not pushing that narrative for these fruit roll-ups. And you know plenty of kids eat them. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I know that's definitely a steadfast is the blood thinner. People on blood thinner shouldn't take it. Everybody else who has taken it, we haven't had not we have had not one customer come back and say, "Oh, this was horrible." Yeah, I had experienced this, that, and the other. Everyone comes back and they are happy with the results of utilizing the product, and we're happy because we were able to service them. Yeah. So you all have a few different products. You, you, I know you have the tea, you have the the jellies, the gummies. I actually brought some for my children when they take them every morning. You guys also right. have, I think it's just like where you can take the spoon and, and, and it's like a, is a well, my, my children call it like applesauce because it kind of gives them an applesauce flavor. I was wondering if it's best for us to take them all three or is it you should only take one or the other since there should be like a certain serving size? I tell people to take one to three and you can use a variation. You might want to, one day you might want to drink the tea and eat your sea moss. The next day, you might want to take a tablespoon or a teaspoon of the sea moss, what we call gel, but actually, it's actually moss sauce. That's going to be the new thing for us, the moss sauce, because when we first introduced it, everybody said it's applesauce. It tastes uh-huh. like applesauce. And then we were like, no, but yeah, they appreciated it. And then we have the gummies and the gummies are what I say are good because we're stressing for kids to have that on their stomach before they go to school because we all know that disease really attacks badly when children, uh, we as adults, have an empty stomach. It goes straight to the source and starts setting up and spreading its word all over the place. But we stress to people who have children who have to go to school and not homeschool, give them one gummy in the morning so that they're protected because they are around a lot of different other children. And there's no telling who has what in their household. When your child comes home, give them a gummy because you don't know what they were exposed to at school. Yeah. And that helps to keep your household balanced. Yeah. So that's what we recommend. One tablespoon to two tablespoons. Some people, adults do three tablespoons yeah. because they have that high energy level or they do so much that they need all of that energy because that's what CMOS does. It gives you energy. Mm-hmm. It helps you lose weight. It does so many things for our body that people would be mesmerized at how much this little plant can do for them. How long does it take for people to, on average, to see a difference when they start using CMOS? Okay. I would say, so for some people, it's immediate. Mm-hmm. And I say that because some people who take it 
have problems with bowel movements. And we just had, I just delivered to a, a, a lady the other day and she was telling me that she had problems and issues with regular bowel movements. And she took the CMOS and she said by the end of the night, her bowels began to move and she's been taking it. And she said it has helped her tremendously balance out her daily routine of bowel movements. Nice. So it, it works differently for some people. It could take one day. It could take a couple of hours. It's fast action. Mm. I can't say that much. Once it hits the system, it travels through. You know that it traveled all the way through. When you look back in the tub and you see that there is a smooth, your feces is smooth. It looks just like a hot dog <laughs> all the way around it. That's when you know it went through the whole system because for the most part in our intestines, we have what's called, um, when you, if you look back, everyone should, first of all, everyone should be looking back to check their stool because you want to make blood in it, yada, yada, yada. When you look back most of the time, you'll find that the stool has jagged edges on it. And when you see that, that tells you that there's fecal matter that's built up on the walls. Mm-hmm. And when it passes through the intestines, it snaps. So that's why you get that effect of the jagged edges on it. You'll know that it went all the way through your body when you look back and you see that it's smooth like a sausage or a hot dog. That tells you. But you immediately you're going to find that you have more energy. Mm. A lot of people said, wow, you know, I had one lady, uh, we were out someplace and she was like, I'm dragging. So I was like, take some sea moss. I gave her the sea moss. She was bouncing all over the place. She said, I'm thankful for this because I have a long day. (laughs) So it gives you energy. It's going to boost that energy. It gives you what you need to get the job done. So you you mentioned earlier that you had a lot of different entrepreneurial endeavors or you you worked in hair care. What was your motivation to to start those journeys? Like, did you have inspiration from your family or was it something that you just came across? Like, how did you know that you wanted to start your own businesses? We had. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. He was a contractor. He was a mason, Mm. brick mason. And I've always seen, he always worked for himself. I never saw him work for anyone else. My grandmother, she did domestic work up north. And then she came home and she worked independently. She didn't work for anyone else. She didn't have anybody telling her when to come. She told them when she would be there. And... I've just always seen that. So we were always taught that you define you, find your niche and pull full force through with it. So I always come up with goals. And once I achieve them, I try to move on to the next goal or objective, as some people say. And I'm always an evolving will. Yeah. I know that we, as a person who has personally been a victim of domestic abuse, I decided I wanted to help more females and in doing so, and males uh, for second chance entry, entry and family violence as a whole. We started FEED, which is Family en- Enrichment Empowerment Development Incorporated. 
And with that, our goal is to put the family back together. Because I'm not sure if you know that when Martin Luther King died and when Malcolm X died, they realized that welfare and some of the other things was what was destroying the black family. Well, my goal is not just the black family, but family as a whole. Everyone is being affected now. The family structure is not like it used to be. And we have a lot of people, young kids now, who are seeking guidance, but they don't have it. And one of the reasons why they don't have it is because the male has been displaced from the house mm-hmm. or their lives. Well, we, and f- with FEED, we hope to give them the services that they need from counseling to groups, to therapy sessions, to helping them get jobs, helping them uh, obtain housing. The full spectrum is to show them or put that family unit back into place yeah, and to give them the services and give them also the opportunity to have fun with their family. People today are so busy trying to work hard with the, what we say, what they say is not a recession, but to us, we know that everything is going up from gas, which is coming back down, but $5 and something cents a gallon we were paying. In addition to now that the gas has gone down, the food has gone up. So our whole goal is to do financial literacy for families, to to get them to enjoy the family life. Because like I said, some people have to work two jobs. And I know people, believe it or not, who work three jobs. But they're doing it so that they can survive and provide for their family and give enrichment to their family. Well, our job is to go in, share the knowledge, give them any assistance that they need, and push forward with the family narrative. Yeah. That's it, full spring. Because when we look at, if we allow the media and other people to depict what family should be, today I see a lot of stuff that I wouldn't consider family. I would not be, uh, when I say family activities, family engagement, We need to get back to the source of family. When we look at the Chinese, the Chinese respect their elderly. When I look at the young kids today, they feel like they have all the answers. No one has all the answers. Chinese look to the elderly and look to their seniors to provide them guidance because they respect the fact that they've lived for X amount of years and they have experienced a lot. Our youth today need to know that if an adult approaches you and they're talking to you in a manner in which is not harsh or cruel, listen, listen to them. What do you have to lose by listening? You have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. So our focal point is the whole family unit. We want to see the whole family unit back whole, back prospering, back in control. Because there are a lot of single mothers with who are raising kids by themselves. And um, they're raising them by themselves, not because the father may not want to be in their life. Maybe the father doesn't know how to be in their life. Maybe the father did not have the best role model. But we want, regardless of whether or not they're married or they decide they don't want to be together, we want kids to know that your mother, your father, whether or not they are together, 
it doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is you. You are the most important thing to both of these individuals. And we want the mother and father to learn to come together. Look toward a common cause when it comes to co-parenting. Leave your personal objectors out and focus on your children so you can better give them the example, the guidance that they need to be whole. Because in working in the school district, I see a lot of kids who are not whole. I see a lot of kids who do not hear, I love you in the morning. Mm. They don't hear the positive before they come to school. And those are the kids that I try to reach when I see them having a bad day when they get to school. Because you never know what a kid goes through in school. Right. You never, um, at home, when they come in and they have, I see they have an attitude, I try to pull them to the side and say, I see you're having a bad day. What is it that we can do to reset your day before you go to class so that you're able to focus and be on point? for today and not deal with whatever it was you had to deal at home with at home. And they are appreciative of that, of that because somebody needs to listen to them and it should be their parent. But sometimes parents are dealing with other things, but as a unit, as a community, we should be here for those kids. And that's the goal. Children become adults and those adults. mm -hmm. Is this program? Those adults are who, North Carolina, or is it you guys have uh, reached? We started in New Jersey, but New Jersey is a very political state. And if you don't, how do I say this? If you don't kiss some parts that you're not supposed to kiss anyway, or if a person hates you, you don't get anywhere. Well, I've always been taught if there's a wall in front of you and you want something badly, what do you do with that wall? Do you stand on the other side of the wall and say, I wish I could get over that wall? Or do you break that wall down? I had to break the wall down. And in breaking the wall down, I decided I have a community. I have a home. Henderson, North Carolina. North Carolina is my home. North Carolina is what groomed me besides my family to be what I am because of my experiences coming up as a child. And I said, I'm going home to implement this program. And that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. We'd love to learn more about how people can connect with this program if they're in Henderson or reach out to you to get any of your CMOS products. Can you share um, the best way for people to reach out to you who may be listening on a podcast or watching right now? What are your websites or your your handles sure. on social media? Sure. We are at www.ashakiinternational.com. That's A-S-H-A-K-I, the word international.com. For feed, ink, we are just starting in North Carolina, and we're in the process of getting all those things together. So that will be coming forth, I would say, within the next month or two. We'll have more information and connections for that. Perfect. So when you get that information, just share it with me and I'll be sure to share it with people um, for anyone who maybe want to support the program and the cause. So I'll just be I certainly will. I certainly will. I certainly will. Thank you. Before I let you go, um, I have what I call a self-tivity mm-hmm. statement. So a self-tivity statement is like mm-hmm. an affirmation, but it's 
the formula is the affirmation plus an intentional action. So it's like a quick sentence. Uh, for instance, if someone says, you know, I want clear skin there. The affirmation is I have clear skin and I make sure I drink water every day. What would you say would be your self-duty statement, your affirmation and the action that supports that affirmation? I would say that my affirmation statement is my goal is to focus on family, not just my family. My goal is to focus on the enrichment of all families and to give them the support that they need to reach whatever goals that they need. And in doing so, that's how I develop Feed Inc. And Feed Inc. is what I'm going to utilize in order to provide all of those services that will enrich those families. And I plan on not only just doing it in Jersey and North Carolina. My goal is as I travel and people I meet in any community where there is support for the endeavor of family, we will, we want Food Inc. to be every place that is needed. The goal is to network and to do research and find those areas that really are going to work with us and we will achieve so much together. Yeah. So that's our ultimate goal, and I'm going to keep on doing it. Uh, anything that comes to mind that's legal, first and <laughs> foremost, yeah. and is prosperous for people, that's what I'm going to do. Because I love to give. I'm the type of person that I love giving more than I do receiving. Mm. Because I like to analyze people and find out what is it that this person who really doesn't they're not thinking about themselves personally and what their needs are. I listen to people and after listening to them, I find this person, sometimes people need pick me ups and whatever it is that I'm listening to, whatever that deficit is that they're missing, I try to bring it to them. And I love seeing the smile on folks' faces because some people, people don't take to them. I try to take to everybody. I try to find the good in everybody. Yeah. And in doing that, that's how you're able to better help people. I'm a, I'm a helping hand to anybody. I, any knowledge I get, I love to share knowledge. I think now knowledge is more powerful than money because mm. sometimes you can't make money without power, out, out knowledge. That's true. Very true. Well, I appreciate you sharing your time with us today. I hope everyone who is listening got a return on the investment with the time you shared with us today. Until next time, hold on to you as much as you can. Hold on to your health, your being, and your mind. Bye. Is there anything else that you want to say, Gwendella, before we close out? I know yes. I show, but I just I didn't give you a chance to share anything you might have wanted to share before we, we leave today. Only thing I would like to say is thank you so much for this opportunity because we need to talk more about things that are positive and things that you can utilize to make your life better as yeah. opposed to talking about mm -hmm. other folks business mm -hmm. talk about something that is good yeah. for everyone not okay. just talking about other folks trials and tribulations and i want to say thank you because your podcast is awesome thank i have you. listened to it watched it and I just think you are the most. Oh, so thank you for this opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It really warms my heart. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you. Yes. 
Yes, your journalism skills are great, honey. <laughs> you are on point. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank bye. you.